And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them, now enjoy the show. Round one was over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Gentlemen! Start your engine! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason. That incredibly good-looking guy right there is Mike. And that other guy is Justin. And we are here to talk Disney with you guys. And guys, I'm really excited about tonight because not only can we speculate, but we can speculate with a little bit more facts. And uh, we have some exciting news that uh, launched today. So I'm just ready to get in the show, guys. But before we do that, how are you guys doing? Good, man. It was a uh, crazy, hectic day, you know, uh, just catching up with some work. I have some company coming into town next week, so I'm trying to make sure everything's in order so that uh, when they come in, we have a nice, enjoyable visit. So, uh, yeah, you know, gonna, glad to see you guys tonight, that's for sure. I only sleep on e- Egyptian cotton. Uh, I hope everything's ready for my arrival at the Stolfi house. You know, my wife is nuts, and uh, and I say that in a loving way, not in a bad way, but she's like ready to remodel the house. She's putting an extension on the back. It's like, Lord, it's it's just Justin. I mean, Katie and Riley, I understand you want to go out of the way for them, but you know, it's no big deal for you guys. It's uh, you know, it's it's gonna be we're gonna be out doing stuff more than we are gonna be in the house anyway. It's gonna be like a Disney resort. You know, you're gonna be out and about, and we're gonna be uh, exploring. You're not gonna be in the house, but yeah, she's buying new bed sheets and curtains and. Oh, I can't even, I can't, I can't. Wait, 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 wait. I call you and say, hey, I'm coming into town. And you're like, there's a Super 8 about two miles up the road. I'll, I'll, I'll get you a room. I'll get you an Uber. And, <laughs> and then, then getting Justin's like, he gets special well, sheets. Also, you have to realize the fact that I'm sleeping in the pantry. So it's it's very nice stuff to sleep on. <laughs> but okay. I can fit in the All pantry right. floor where you can't. So uh, it's a little different situation. Yeah, man. Uh, the girls' first time to New York. They've never been. So take them up. We'll see the city. And, uh, you know, Riley wants to see the Statue of Liberty and do all that stuff. So uh, I think the thing that they're most excited for, though, is the Sugar Factory. 
Uh, Jay, mm-hmm. Mike sent me this video the other night of the Sugar Factory, and they have this thing called the King Kong Sunday, and it's like 17 mm-hmm. scoops of ice cream. Like ev- 28, 28 there you go. Scoops of ice cream. Every topping ever. Even has like fireworks coming off the thing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Really? And uh, Riley's like, oh, I think I'm going to get that one. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can't finish one <laughs> scoop of ice cream. <laughs> what is it like? It's a hundred bucks. Yeah, but that's where you took the girls um, after on Christmas break, wasn't it? Yes, we did. Memory? We went there right yeah, around okay. Christmas time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice trendy place. It's only a few of them. I yeah. know it's a franchise, and uh, there's always celebrities popping in and out of that place. A couple of celebrities were endorsed by it. There will uh, be next have, week, you know, partnership deals. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be there. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I said before we get too much of a celebrity big head, Mike. Where are we going with this show today? You know, one thing coming off a Disney trip, we got to see a lot of the new expansions and some of the stuff that's been popping up around the park. Uh, You know, we were able to firsthand see it, you know, from being on the uh, People Mover and seeing how the Tron's developing and uh, some of the other construction walls are starting to come down a little bit and how the architecture and the landscape's starting to look a little bit different around the parks that we know so well. So we're going to talk a little bit about it tonight, some of the stuff that we saw, some of the new news that popped up, some of the stuff we didn't see, but I know we're going to see on our next trip. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that tonight, guys. You want to head over to uh, Epcot first? Because I think that's where we saw the most amount of changes, right? 100%. Ratatouille. Guys, I know you at the boardwalk. um, Mike, did you get a chance to actually see uh, the Ratatouille building being built and how nice that little area is over there? No, you know, we didn't make it to that side of the park at all. You know, we kind of stayed in the the other half of Epcot. And then, you know, like normal people, we come in through Mexico. So uh, we want to go to Germany and we didn't see that side of the park. So, no, we uh, we we missed out on that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we stayed a boardwalk the week before and then. You know, to just hit on Mike's point real fast, the reason you come into Canada, and this is such a hot debate, but it shouldn't be, you come into Canada because if you start in Mexico, you're not making it all the way to Canada because La Cava's right there calling your name. It's like a, it's like a siren, you know, wheeling you into uh, to Mexico to have too many margaritas. Um, but yeah, we saw, that's a, that is a massive show building. And I think they've really done a, a good job of kind of hiding what they're doing. Didn't take down the trees. You know, that's the one thing Disney's really good about is they hide you know whenever they have kind of construction going on as as well as they can Mm -hmm. if you were someone who doesn't frequent the parks didn't really pay attention to disney news you wouldn't even notice that show building going up no it was look i thought it was going to be part of the gondola system i mean it really is a perfect fit to that area um i i don't know man i'm gonna agree with you i was really impressed with it and doesn't it it look nice nice? it it looks nice it's it's very um visually appealing and i really really i'm very excited for this attraction i want to talk for just a second though about how cool it would be once ratatouille opens you know mike you sent us a a video the other day to, to our private chat of something one of your buddies was on a cruise ship and and there was the projection mapping on the table itself at his at his dining table um, to see something like that put into Le Chef de France, you know, where you're getting that ratatouille pool. Uh, explain, explain a little bit about like what that looked like, what it was, and how Disney could use that in your in your mind. So yeah, so a friend of mine was on a, a friend of mine was over on a cruise and it was on the celebrity cruise ship called the Edge, and uh, they had this. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, and it was basically your dinner table and your plate became a show. It was projection mapping. It was like a screen and the uh, 
there were animation going on in your in your bowl and in your food, and then it would jump from the food to the table, and then from the table back and forth. It was really really cool projection mapping, and I think that was something that I definitely want to see in the Disney restaurants. It was some amazing technology, and I'll have to put I'll have to post that picture up in our group when this drops because it was very cool how they were able to incorporate that real dining experience and that fun and that animated stuff and I mean but with the animated characters that Disney has I mean you could go that could go so many different ways this was just kind of generic stuff they had a little chef they had a little uh you know they had a, a bull rider uh one of those uh, bullfighters and he was shaking the cape and the bull was running around the bowl and pretty cool stuff but man when it comes to the Disney stuff that could really go a long way have you guys eaten at Le Chef de France or Monsieur Paul's before? I, I haven't. I have. I have. Not at Monsieur Paul's, but... Those are both fantastic restaurants. Like, I, I've i had great... The great thing about Monsieur Paul's... I mean, Monsieur Paul is a signature dining. It's two credits if you're on dining plan. But it's, um, it's one of the smaller venues on Disney property. I mean, I would say it probably only seats maybe 50 or 60 guests total in the entire place. So a nice, quiet, relaxing uh, evening with a nice view of, of all of, you know, World Showcase there. But uh, but I really hope they do integrate Ratatouille even more into a place like Chefs de France, uh, somewhere like that. Because I think it's once that attraction's open, it's going to be, hey, this is what we are. This is, you know, we're bringing Ratatouille to France, and, and he's going to be kind of the staple for this, this uh, World Showcase country. I hope so. I think that's an underrated movie. You know what I mean? And and the and it is an underrated and the movie. Disneyland, the Disneyland Paris. Um, you know when you when you actually go down that rabbit hole of looking at ride attractions overseas, what a fun ride! And if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be almost exactly the same. I think so. I'm wondering if they'll they'll integrate a few new things because that attraction's been open now for mm-hmm. for for a, for a bit. So I'm sure there'll be some updated things, but I think it's going to be the same concept I think from, from what I understand. Right? I mean, at least go with 4K or 8K projectors. I mean, at least go big. I <laughs> mean, make the technology good. So I'm excited to see what that has to offer. Yeah, 100%. And uh, what we're looking uh, next year, right? Um, For Ratatouille? I, uh, 2020. I th- yeah, that would be next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, speaking of restaurants, and let's just move on and let's talk about the new space restaurant that's opening right there at Epcot. Yeah, some of the construction walls came down we saw online the other day, right? It's getting closer and closer to being open. Uh, I know, Justin, you being such a huge fan of Mission Space, <laughs> I'm sure that this is going to be one of your must-do restaurants. You know, I'm actually more excited about this restaurant than I am most Disney dining opening because I like the fact of what they're doing with the screens. There's not going to be, from what I've understood and from the concept art, there's not going to be any windows to the outside world. The windows are all going to be screens, and it's going to look like you're in space. How cool is that? I mean, you're going to see, you know, spaceships whizzing by, comets going by, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm, I'm down. I, I am ready for changes at Epcot. It's hard to see changes at Magic Kingdom sometimes because everything for me is timeless at Magic Kingdom. But at Epcot, it, the whole idea for Walt was to be a constantly growing city and a constantly, uh, you know, never changing and always ready to to add something new. So do that, you know. Don't let it sit, you know, and 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 become this this mausoleum of old attractions. Keep changing. I I'm, I'm ready for. This is why it. I'm excited about. I you know I had lunch with the Imagineer that was actually on that project. All right, and he and he spoke very highly of it without speaking highly of it. If you feel you know what I mean. Um, here's what here's what really gets me excited about it. When you start talking about screens like that, follow me here. Uh, you start throwing 3D models in there, which let's just picture Pixar. Pixar is a very beautifully animated 
feature, right? Almost to where mm -hmm. it's real. Now, if you throw space involved, it's going to look like you're really in space. And they can change that anytime they want. You can incorporate new planets. And how fun would it be on May the 4th to actually put you over like Tatooine with the Death, Death Star and a Star Destroyer or something? Just just for like an, an homage to the to the uh, Star Wars, you know, franchise, you know, by you know cross-referencing. Yeah. But they can do so much with the 3D models and um, you know visually making this like you're really somewhere else. How cool would this be too? Think about what they do kind of with Everest with the RFID chip technology with your magic band to when you come into the the restaurant as let's say a spaceship goes by or as a satellite goes by, it'll say like um, you know, Stolfi yeah. uh, construction on the side. It'll say, you yeah. know what I mean? Or Stolfi Aeronautics. Congratulations, suitors, say, 15 years. Right. That would be awesome. Right, yeah, I mean, exactly. Could, like, they would be able to do yeah. stuff like that just from the just from sure, the Magic Band sure technology. Sure, they could, absolutely. Or, um, you know, you could even, even bring in, like... Um, you could have the the spaceships come in and uh, the I don't know little green aliens with the birthday cake blowing out candles for the kids that are over there for their birthdays. I mean, you could have so much fun with this. What if you got a look inside of, of one of the spaceships and they there's a guy and he um, releases the ant farm and the and the ants go all over the place in the spaceship and then a bag of potato chips busts open and he has to eat the potato chips um, as he's floating through the air. <laughs> That's a Simpsons. That's a Simpsons reference, which now is a Disney property, so I can start making those. That's okay. <laughs> All right. What type of food do you think we're going to see there? Speaking of food, um, oof. You know, I have it hasn't even. I think you're just going to get the normal sit down, the normal stuff, yeah, meat and potatoes, and you know what I mean. Just the. I think it'll be good. You got your steaks, and I don't know. What do you think, Mike? You're not going to get that powdered astronaut food, right? Well, that's where I was going with this. Wouldn't it be cool if they -dried ice cream? did the kids' well, did the kids' meals something like that, where you had like the freeze-dried stuff where it comes out and it's smoking and you know doing all that kind of stuff, or even the kids' meals they prepare but they come in like the sealed bag. You have to bring them out and they open them <laughs> up and there's the the meal, you know, kind of like you're in space. I don't know, who knows? But I think you're right, Jay. I think it's just going to be your typical, uh, almost like a. Um, uh, you know, steak, chicken, fish. Well, it's got to you know, be good, though. Meals. I mean, look, you're going to want people to come back. You can't just sell food through visuals. You know what I mean? I'm, I well, mean, you can't do it. And that's a big spot. I mean, now that the walls mm -hmm. are down, the construction walls yeah. are down, that's a big spot yeah. over there. So, I mean, they're going to have they're going to have a pretty good amount of seating in that restaurant. Can you think of any other restaurant that is heavily themed off of a ride? Ooh. Hmm. You know, you can you can talk about themes of movies. Like, obviously, Be Our right. Guest would be, you know, obviously the, as a restaurant. But are there any other? Is this really one of the first in Disney World that they've really done a restaurant? But is it going to be? Are they just throwing a space restaurant up there? Or I know it's going to be based off a ride loosely. But is it just going to be over Mars? Is it just going to be over over Earth? Wouldn't it be cool if you got to look into like the same people who did the the dialogue and everything for? mission space they would pop in with video like to you okay. you know with, oh, with yeah. something just just to integrate too but mike i think you're right other than eat your peas boy disneyland D disneyland has that because you've got blue bayou is a part of right. an attraction but at disney world i don't think so no, i think that's probably somewhere right now someone's screaming one of the, at the I know, top of their right, lungs dude i know though. but i don't i don't think so i think that's that will be the most uh like intricate dining experience you can have that's themed to an attraction right there next okay. to it 
Bring Gary Sinise Yes, back. please. That's the only reason I don't want to ride that attraction. <laughs> when I had the soothing tones of Gary Sinise in my ear, I was not afraid at all. And can we talk for a second why that's the worst attraction in the world? Because who builds a landing strip at the edge of a canyon? You, you are have crazy to. people. Because when you, you have take a off, planet when you take die, off, if you have crazy. any minor failure, you need that small drop of a of gravity. Minor failure, we about had a big drop. Yeah, well, you okay. needed a better uh-huh. pilot because mine lands perfect every single time. Tell you what, it would help if you stuff. could actually see in through the window and steer the thing, though. Yeah, I can't <laughs> see above the window, let alone inside the window. It's it's a good ride. Hush. Um, so, well, let's stay in space. Let's just stay in space, guys. How, what do you think? And let's go to Guardians. Perfect. Guardians, because, um, look, I, I before I, I get into this, I'm going to give you guys some props because we, we were kind of doing some show prep. And we're like, hey, watch the video. And I'm like, nah, that's all right. And I got a, I got a chance to um, – a friend of mine took me behind there so I could actually look inside the roller coaster and um, the way it's set up. And, you know, because they're going to start you out. They're going to shoot you backwards. And, they're, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get shot. They're going to scream you backwards up this hill – so you're backwards and uphill, um, and I'm like, and I was kind of like logistically, I'm like, well, how is this gonna work with if you're going backwards? And well, then then Justin's like, dude, you gotta check this video out, and I did, and I'll let you guys explain those cars because wow, it's almost like when you go to the carnival in your neighborhood fair and they have those tilt whirls, you know, when those things that kind of pivot mm-hmm. around or like a. Um, Almost very similar to the alien flying saucers, right? How they kind of pivot around and they just kind of spin on its own axis. So it's almost like a gyro on the actual roller coaster. So the actual roller coaster car will go around in all different views. Uh, you know, Justin, we've seen very similar rides to that back in that other place, Universal, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it kind of points you in the direction of where the story's got to be. And uh, I, I like the idea. I mean, just the mock up model that we watched on that video looks really cool. Yeah, it's one of those things where they're going to be able to. I think the one thing Disney's always lacked with their their thrill thrill rides, their extreme thrill rides, let's talk rock and roller coaster things like that, is the ability to completely control your eye, your eye line. I mean, Disney's all about eye line. It, it, it's like that with attractions. It's like that with their buildings. It's you know, it's all about how can they control what you're seeing, and uh, that way they can control the story. Now they're going to be able to control what you see by by making this uh, car turn. Whichever way they need it to turn as you go through the attraction, uh, the one thing, the couple couple things that I definitely want to talk about. One, uh, the absolute enormity of this project <laughs> and the size of this show building is 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 they you could fit they say you could fit four uh, um, spaceship yeah, Earths in the show absolutely building. Absolutely huge, huge four. But here's the amazing part. If you're if you're around and let's say you're walking uh, over through Morocco and you take a glance over across the park, I love the fact and Disney is the best at this that they make their buildings to where they blend in with the yeah. skyline. So although this building towers above everything, it just kind of blends in on a on a clear uh sunny Florida day, you don't even see yep. it. It's just kind of a far off distance. It's just kind of what is that over there? And then uh, it's it's just massive. Yep. But I th- I think it's going to be one of the most exciting uh, attractions. I mean, you're talking the longest roller coaster, uh, indoor roller coaster yeah. in, in the, the world. world. In the world, man. In the world. Are you guys going to ride this? 100%. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait to get my – I cannot wait to get on there. Oh. I love it. I cannot wait. And you know what You know what the best part's going to be about this? 
is the soundtrack. Yeah. We're going to get that 80s uh, rock soundtrack going on. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yep. I can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Now, when does that open? Is that... Uh, that's not going to be until 2021. It's going to be that long because all the track looks like it's done. When I got a peek in there, man, it was it was looking. I know there's a ton of um, cosmetics that need to go into it, so probably. You know, uh, one of the things that we also noticed when we were in Epcot, you know, you came in, Justin, through the back by Canada, and uh, I came in through the main entrance. And the one thing that was noticeably different when I walked in was the Leave a Legacy Wolves. Half of it was gone already. You know, there was only half of it up, and uh, as we've seen on the news now, the second half of the walls are up so that the legacy walls can come down. So a wall goes up and a wall goes down, pretty much is how it's going on right now. And uh, I'm kind of, I'm excited to see the new grand you know entrance when you walk into Epcot, but I am kind of sad to see them go as well, too. Uh, they were kind of cool. I wish, I don't know if anyone in our group, uh, I got to put this out there. Does anybody in our group ever have any of those legacy walls? I mean, does anybody have a monument out there or a plaque or know one of those things I'd, I'd like to be interested to know uh, what the details were when you got it and what it ran and uh i think it was pretty cool i think if they opened them up again i would certainly love to do it maybe get a little disney dads one out there cool or something, that be? you know yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wish they actually did more stuff like this but maybe not maybe not of that size and inside of a theme inside of one of the parks i'd rather it be like i love what they did with the walkway from um bay lake and contemporary over to magic kingdom you know with the bricks I love like that kind of stuff's great because that it, it doesn't affect the view of what you are walking into right you know with with the opening of a theme park. But these are kind of sad to go. This is my this is I've grown up with these and they've been there a long time and I don't know it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to make for a much prettier picture at the front of the park once it's all said and done with the uh, water features and the the new plants and and everything they're putting in. But this is going to be an interesting change for Epcot just over the next two years to see everything leaving and kind of everything new coming in. Do the cast members have a legacy wall for themselves? Because what you remember Rick's post about the legacy cast members? Yeah, yeah. Would it be nice to have an homage to those guys like in the Magic Kingdom? Where they when, should. When they finally they should. retire, these are people that have been here since opening day. Yeah. I would love that. Well, you know what? That's another thing. Disney, you should get on that. No, or just give them. Uh, I you could even give um, them a couple. You know, not. I'm not gonna say a window on Main Street because look, those that's that's right, a completely right, right. That, that's, different story. That's, that's you know that's um, legacy. But I mean, that's, to that's give huge. them something like a, maybe a window somewhere else in the park or something. You know, I don't know. Like th- I think those people deserve it because those cast members have been there since they wanted. Th- you got to think, man, about the thousands and thousands and thousands of memories they've created for people uh, over all those years. So sure. those people are really special. Absolutely, I agree. Na- name the doom- a doom buggy after them. Oh, that'd be cool. There you go. That's it. Because Haunted Mansion is never going to go. Yeah, a little plaque on it. That's right. And like, that means they the- live forever in the Haunted yes! Mansion. Because they're- yeah, exactly. I love it. There yeah. you go. All right. Now you're talking. Uh, hey, I'm going to take us over to... Uh, I, you know, it's something you guys love. Mm-hmm. It's something I tried to use to my advantage this past trip to not to have to ride Mission Space, and that's living with the land. Um, you two talk about this all the time. You guys hit it just about every time you're there, right? Yeah, that's a must. That's a oh, must yeah. for both of us. I know that's one thing Mike and I will always agree upon. That is the ride. Mm-hmm. You know, there yep. was one time a couple episodes ago we talked about what they could change with living with the land, and mm-hmm. we all three agreed that the section you go through where it's kind of just the – 
the blank wood floor and you have the screens with the videos. We would like to see something with like Walt growing up in Marceline, you know, growing up uh, on the farm, you know, doing all this chores, doing all this kind of stuff uh, integrated into that because that was, you know, it's just an empty space. And also the videos looked, they looked outdated, man. Mike and I were on that thing just a few weeks ago and they looked, they looked outdated. But today we got uh, updates with brand new HD uh, videos coming into uh, Living with the Land. That's awesome. Probably new projectors, I would hope, too. Yeah, Brighter, yeah, yeah. clearer. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm excited about it. How about you, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of a little upset we missed it. You know, that would have been nice to see that, a little, uh, you know, change in that. And I'm sure that the ride wasn't closed at all. There was no refurbishment in that. That's, some, that's an overnight mm-hmm. fix, you know. Um, I could put up a better screen in my yeah. own house, you know, let alone having to do it there in an overnight. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of bummed we didn't get to see it, but uh, I'm looking forward to it for the next time. Have you guys done the, the tour, the seats tour? I have, yeah. How is it? I love it. I we had fun. I mean, we it was. It's only like fifteen dollars, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what? It's worth fifteen bucks to have your kid throw fish food in and feed the fish. Oh, they let you do that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a good. It's a it's fun, man. It's good. I need to do that next time I'm down. You do. We're, I keep saying I want to do it. I know, and I don't know why I don't. Huh? You always forget. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you know how before you go on a trip, you're always thinking in the back of your mind. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna finally do that, or I'm gonna finally do that, and then you get there, and it's. It's like when you walk into a grocery store and you always walk the same way, mm-hmm. no matter how, yep. no matter what you're going to get. Yep. Like you always make your same little loop. Sure. Uh, it's kind of what I do at Disney too. I kind of find myself just the same routine, same you know way to walk around, yeah. stuff like that. And uh, I don't know. It's just I need to, I need to buckle down and do that. I'm gonna be down there for an adult trip coming up in about a month okay so right. that'd be a good opportunity to do well, that. well the soren one is one i've always wanted to get behind the scenes yeah for, but that's cool a hard too. one to get yeah i mean it's uh rach, rach always tries to book it for me and it's uh, always full always full right away so we all three jason do you ever come off that ride and say i'm gonna start making plants like yes that. i'm gonna start making my vegetables and like I, this and i'm gonna start and i can't ever <laughs> like i can't like, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, there's out. companies out there that have uh, actually used to work for them and and left and and created their own where you can buy that kind of stuff oh 100 i mean yeah Disney, uh, Disney is on the forefront of a lot of this stuff. I mean, you talking about you talk about attraction that is actually helping people and helping helping society in general. That's one to where they're using like the hydroponic, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, irrigation and stuff like that to where it's it's incredible. And also the fact that when you're talking about the boys feeding the fish, look, those fish feed thousands of guests every day, uh-huh. you know, around Walt Disney property and, mm-hmm. and the the plants feed thousands and thousands of people every day with within Walt Look, Disney property. So that the whole setup right there could be sent to Mars, set up, plants already growing, fruit on the trees already before we even get there. Yep, and then you could look out, and on the screens, there goes the spaceship going by that says Stolfi Enterprise as it goes by. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'm telling you, man, it's the, that is one. As soon as I saw that, it was that was definitely where I was thinking it was above and beyond. Look, you could put that on a on a ship, a floating vessels. I mean, you could. That is just your home garden. I've even talked about doing that inside the uh, garage here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't know what to do in the wintertime, but whatever. Just technicalities. Moving mm. on, guys. One of the things we were able to do when we were over at Bay Lake was able to walk over to Magic Kingdom. And what an enjoyable, easy experience that was. We utilized that quite a bit. And one of the new things we saw popped up this week is the drawbridge was being delivered to the Grand Floridian. Because they're going to be doing a bridge from the Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom. And uh, that's very cool. It's going to be a game changer for Grand Floridian. I'm 
curious to see how much traffic that's going to get, if people are going to really utilize it a lot or if it's going to be kind of a, you know, just one of those things that's there. Uh, I'm hoping that they do get their own security guard like they have on the walkway from uh, from Bay Lake over to Magic Kingdom because it's certainly convenient. You don't have to kind of get stuck with the regular general public when you get to the gates. So uh, if they put a little security guard on there and that becomes your, you know, uh, your new pathway into Magic Kingdom, man, that's going to be great for people staying at Grand They'll Floridian. have to. They'll have to put a security guard there. Well, they've, they, now they've pushed all security out. So there's no more security at the front gates. Yeah. That's, there's security. Like if you are driving in, you go through security at ticket and transportation. Um, and uh, um, if, you, if you're at the, you know, getting on the monorail at the resorts, you get on, you go through security there. Um, they'll have to. They'll have to do that same exact thing they did with Bay Lake. Well, It'll be great. but the front front at Epcot still has full security. Well, yeah, but Magic Kingdom. Magic oh, okay. Kingdom, Magic- they pushed okay, everything out. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. they pushed everything out. Um, the which I love. I mean, you talk about something that's made that whole journey in the park so much more convenient mm-hmm. uh, for us. Look, that's huge. I, we don't stay at Grand Floridian a lot. It's one of our home resorts, but we would walk it more often than not. And the reason that has never happened, as far as having a walkway, the walkway was built from the Grand Floridian all the way around, and the walkway is built. You can actually go right now out of Magic Kingdom and start walking like you're walking the Grand Floridian, but unless you're going to swim, there's no way to get over to the Grand Floridian because they house the... um, Electrical parade there. The electrical, yeah, electrical water pageant uh, back in that cove, and so they need a way to get that in and out. Well, I guess Disney's looking, of course, always looking at price, always looking at how they're going to... Uh, you know, is this worth the cost in the long run? And now they've said, yes, it is. So they've ordered a drawbridge. It was delivered today. And uh, we're getting a drawbridge right there to where so guests are going to be two, able to walk two across. two things. Um, now, you can walk from the Polynesian to the Grand Flow, if I'm not mistaken, Correct. right? Yep. And I, it must be probably two miles in from the Poly to Magic Kingdom. I, I mean, it's not. it looks like a long ways, but when you start walking, it's, it's probably not bad. a 25-minute yeah, walk. It, it's a 10-minute walk from Poly to Grand Flow. Okay. So question, my, my next statement is, is, is there something coming where that monorail is going to get That's what I'm wondering. Shut That's down. exactly what I was so, wondering, too. Because they're going to want uh, another opportunity for full. Because I'll walk from Magic Kingdom to the Poly versus like, waiting all night for a bus or, mm-hmm. or, or waiting all night for a, um, the boat. Um, you know, because I'm, I would rather walk 25 minutes than wait 25 minutes, you know? So I don't know, man. So we got some big things coming with the uh, monorail, maybe. Maybe get some repairs. I, I don't. Uh, some. I know we got new ones supposedly coming in. I think I saw a new one once or twice, or a refurbished one. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see what happens, man. It's. Uh, but I'm excited because anytime that you got another avenue to. That's all it is. To yep. get away. Motor I, transportation. You're adding it. Yep. I'm all for. It. I 100. Whether it's walking the gondolas. Uh, whatever you know and and speaking of gondolas justin you, you got an opportunity to uh, see some gondola action did you not yeah so we were staying at boardwalk i think we were going to meet mike that day and we um we hung out right there at the gondola um boarding boarding entrance right there beside epcot and they were actually running the gondolas and they were practicing the boarding and unboarding uh of, of the gondolas and the way they come in and the speed at which they come in and then it's just like uh, Jay, you were comparing it to um, the uh, um, people, people mover, mover, where it comes in, it slows down as you're boarding. I mean, they'll be able to board people in wheelchairs. Like that's not going to be an issue. You'll be able to just. I mean, it's that slow. And then all of a sudden, poof, off you go. They're not because you know we talked in the past about are they going to have to stop these things to like board uh, board people? They're not going to have to. They're going to be able to just take right off. Um, so it's going to be a constantly moving mode of transportation. 
I was talking with someone who would definitely know, and they were telling me that the longest. You hear my dog? My dog's over here, mm-hmm. over here yawning. It must be that boring. Um, they were telling me that uh, the longest time that you're on one of the the gondolas, from the time you board till the next time you're able to get off. So not your final destination, mm-hmm. but your you know where you're able to get off a gondola is three minutes. And that's huge for people that are scared. That's that max. maybe that's, maybe that's like time. I'm gonna get am I gonna get sick or whatever, guys. If you can just hold it for three minutes, you can bail. You can eject. Yeah. So give it a yeah. shot. Try it. Try out the transportation. Don't be afraid of it. You know, get on it and try it. So that's that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I mean you were the fact mentioning that the um, the airflow too. Yeah, so the airflow comes in through the bottom and then comes up and around. So from everything I've been told by people that would definitely have inside knowledge of this kind of stuff, um, this the airflow and the heat is not going to be an issue at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'm willing to check it out, man. I'm I'm willing to do it. Mike, are you ready? Are you going to ride them? I'll try it. Yeah. I'll, I don't think my wife and kids will, but I'll try it. Uh, oh, we'll really? Ta- they we'll won't talk Laura into it. We'll yeah, we'll get her on there. We'll yeah, there are some battles not worth fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of them. <laughs> get, her, get her an Uber. You can ride with us. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah, all right. That's you okay. know what it is. That's all right. Um, but um, since we're still at Magic Kingdom, I want to talk about this because I was excited about this. Is uh, all of us got to see, you know, especially because we were at Bay Lake and we were able to just look out my window and see this amazing new roller coaster being built, Tron. I'm excited about this, guys. I really am, and um, I'm 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 really just ready to get on this thing and experience it. What say you? I don't know if I've been more excited about an attraction coming to Magic Kingdom ever. Yeah. I, I mean, ever. Yeah. That's it, it. Finally, we're getting a thrill thrill ride i mean you have space mountain but this is a yeah thrill ride and, and a, a fun thrill ride too i yeah. mean it, visually it just looks amazing and come on tron are you kidding i have always been in love with the tron franchise the tron is just something that has always fascinated me i've loved every single movie that's come out i think it's two tron one and tron two right yeah. Um, and but man, I've loved them both, and I'm I'm really excited about this. Put me there. Put me in. Uh, what is the mainframe called? Is it the mainframe? Mainframe. Is it? Yeah. Just put me in there, guys. We'll download I'm, I'm you re- to it. Yeah, I'm just I'm ready for it. Do you think it's going to be thrill ride like rock and roller coaster thrill no. ride, or I don't it's going to be so. thrill ride no, like no. Slinky Dog? I th- I think it'll be th- I think it'll be right in between the two where your your ten year old is going to have a blast riding it. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be like. It's going to be the mix of boarding a banshee, uh, as far as the the actual way you board the attraction. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're straddling yep. the 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 whatever motorcycle almost kind of looks like. You are. I think it's going to be kind of like a mine train type of speed, maybe a little faster. But no, I don't think. I mean, there's no upside down. There's no anything like that. But I think visually, it's going to be stunning. I mean, especially at night. Can you imagine that yeah. thing at night? Well, I think it's going to be a dark ride anyways, isn't it? I mean, for the most part, except for when you I think it comes out outside. at some point, doesn't it? I don't know. I think you have um, the enemy, the red guys, like flying up next to you on the projector-wise. On some Oh, that's cool. See, I've so, kind of stayed away from looking at the other one just because I don't – I want it to be a surprise a little bit. You know, it's like I, – I don't know, man. Some of these, of course – you know, for the show, I want to know about them, but then also I want to kind of be surprised that first yeah. time I get on it. But you are on a, the Tron cycle, you know, so that is a combat machine. You're there to to you know, you're there to um, play. You know, you're you're in the arena when you're on that thing, or you're escaping. You know, so what do you think they're going to do with Tomorrowland after it's built? Do you think we're going to see Tomorrowland get a facelift? 
Well, Stitch is going to go. We know that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. And, and I know there's a bunch of Tron guys out there that are screaming because I'm not, what is it, a light cycle? I don't I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the, the Tron light cycle. Names. That's the name of it, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, anyways, um, I I do, I think I think we're going to start seeing some, because, you know, I love Tomorrowland, dude, but you know it's dated. It's It's got some dated stuff in there. Or, you know what, I shouldn't even say dated. It doesn't have pizzazz once you start adding these newer things to it. Do you guys so. agree that just new lighting could change tomorrow? 100%. Land that would, you know what? That's all it really needs is new light. Don't you touch the music. I will absolutely revolt. But I think new lighting would do it well. You know what? You you know what I would like to see more of in that area would be the when you're over at Epcot by the electric umbrella. They had those fiber optic lights in the yeah, uh, that's in the pavement. Yeah, those are pretty cool. That'd be That'd a nice be little fun. add into that area. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool to see them integrate, I can't believe I'm saying this, more screens, not in the attractions, but just around Tomorrowland itself in the fact of, you know, it shows like futuristic things like um, this. Like Blade Bo- Runner looking stuff? Yeah, you know? exactly. That's okay. exactly what I'm talking about. Where it's like, you know, um, visit the blah, blah, blah of, t- of tomorrow and today, you know, where it's like that. But well, it's the future looking, futuristic would, looking yes. thing. You what see what I'm we, saying? But what my vision of what Epcot should be, we could put that on a smaller scale at 100%. Tomorrowland. Yeah. It just, it, they don't even need to spend a ton of money. They mm-hmm. just need a couple little things here and there yeah. that will say, you know what? Wow, this is really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm transported in the future. Take Space Mountain and just, I mean, I want lights going crazy on that mm-hmm. thing, you know. So, yeah, we'll see. Because it, Tron Light Cycle—that's one thing it is. If you ever seen it, it is beautiful at it night. Is. It is lit up. It is beautiful. And as of right now, they're going to have to do something different than just a couple little lights on 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 the other attractions to make it pop. Agree, agree. I want. I hope there's a good. I hope there's a good ride photo on that. That would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. I want to talk about some of the Hollywood studio stuff, okay? And I know I know that that Star Wars is um, kind of okay in your life, and and you kind of okay like it. I've seen I say, it once or twice. I've seen it. I'm saying that tongue in cheek. Um, hey, by the way, guys, I finally got a chance to sit down with the family and watch Solo last night. Mm. You like I mean, it? I know I'm way late. I'm way late. I no won't give any spoilers. I, I won't give any spoilers. Really? I you haven't seen it yet. Love I it. have it too. I own it. I haven't seen I lo- it. I, you know what? For I, look, I love. We'll, we'll watch it next week. It's good. It's good, man. I'm telling you, there's so many. Oh man, it's good. Anyways, um, let's talk uh, real briefly. Um, Ogus Canteen, the ADRs just opened up a day or two ago, and uh, did you guys snag some ADRs? I did. I snagged a few different ones. Yeah, we did. We did as well. Um, Mike, did you snag any ADRs? No, I haven't. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Any trips planned on the horizon okay. right now? So okay, all right. But you know, you do your normal January or February, February, March. Somewhere uh, we should be there in May. N- oh, okay. Yeah. May you're going to be there. Okay, all right. Um, or maybe you'll sneak down there on a plane and. On yeah, business. I'm thinking. I got. I got to. I got to. Yeah. Crap, gotta, dude, you need a daddy daughter trip. I, no, I got I a thing. I got to go do. You got, yeah, yeah, you got exactly. Hey, when, go Italian, when Italian says he's got a thing, you just you just drop it. And, like you go do your thing, man. All right. You got to so make I'm, it work. I'm just gonna let it here. Um, are you guys um, kind of you know, I, I really didn't know what to expect about this um, August mm-hmm. Canteen, and uh, you know what? So my analogy was Trader Sam's at Galaxy's Edge. Agree. Hundred percent. Okay. Uh, the reservations to me are I just think it's such a small environment that um, you got 45 minutes to get in, get your drink, and get out. 
So they just the reservations are so everybody can experience it. I would imagine reservations might probably go to the wayside in the future. I don't know. Who knows? Especially during the day. I don't. I can't see going to Disney and sitting. You know, I can't see sitting at Trader Sam's all day. No. You know, so that's definitely going to be a night thing um, for me personally. I don't know, but um, I'm excited about it. How about you guys? I am. I, my question is, how are they going to get you out of there at that 45 minute mark? <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're no. putting that out there. I don't think it's a mandatory thing either. I think it's just they're saying, please, a you suggested know, for yeah. other people. Yeah. I mean, look, there's suggested time limits on all your dining. People don't realize that. Okay. Um, but everywhere you sit down, there's now we we broke that rule on, at Palo <laughs> on yeah. board the cruise. We yeah. said they're three and a half hours. I think, but yeah. Um, but yeah, they're not going to be able to. But those drinks look awesome. I mean, Awesome. And the fact that they integrated non-alcoholic drinks, too, mm-hmm. you know, for the kids. I'm 100% and on board my with wife, That's awesome. It's perfect. Yep. It's I cannot perfect. wait the kids for the kids to experience that. Um, I, I, I think I'm more excited about it than, um, you know, for them to experience something as cool as this. Um, are, are you guys going to do the blue milk or the green milk? I think the green milk is tequila and the blue milk is vodka, I believe. Okay, I'm going to do neither milks. I don't think it's not. If you guys get one, I'll try it. I'm not going to buy one. That doesn't oh, appeal yeah. to me at all. How about you, Mike? Oh, I would go with the blue milk. Blue milk. I Yeah, I think so. Ah, just something about the whole, I don't know, <laughs> just kind of wigs me out. I got a lot of bad tequila stories for a different show. <laughs> yeah, me and you both, buddy. Me and uh, you both. And I love the fact that um, up on up, up on the uh, uh, stage, you got DJ R3X. Uh, rocking the ones and twos as you're uh, wick wick, you know, as you're uh, having your beverages there at Oga's, dude. I, I'm just look. Anytime they can transport you to one a famous backdrop from a movie, it's awesome. And here's the thing: I knew, and I kind of sent you guys a message. I was like, guys, uh, reservations just opened up. Grab them now, because I knew by the end of the day they were going to be tough to get. And sure enough, we had people on the page posting. Hey, I wasn't able to get this. I wasn't able to get this. You know, Saturdays lucky. and Sundays were booked we up lucky. a couple hours in. You, you got lucky. We got lucky. In fact, I booked uh, one for eleven for or for ten for uh, whatever yeah. for the our day. So yeah, I'm 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 stoked about that. Um, did you guys get a chance to see the food menu over at uh, Dock, Docking Bay Seven for the quick service? Menu? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yeah. What, what okay. was your take on those? I I was okay with that. I mean, for a quick service, I thought it was um, I thought it was sufficient. I thought it was it was appealing. I, I was the some of the prices were a little bit stiff, but I think overall, I would say eighty percent of the menu I was Disney on point. So I, I'm okay with that. Well, I think too that you're looking like I think it's Satuli Canteen put into Star Wars, mm-hmm. like oh, over okay. over exactly in Pandora. Right, yep. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. It's kind of it's it's got that kind of uh, mm-hmm. higher end food, but based in a quick service dining experience. Yep. Um. So you know, yeah, you're gonna pay a little more than just for your basic burger. People were going crazy online about the cost of a bottle of Coke. Did you all see this? No, I did not. Uh, cost of a bottle of Coke. I think it was like seven or eight dollars for a bottle of Coke in Galaxy's Edge. But the thing is. You have other options. This is a special Coke that comes in a, uh, um, I don't know, of course, I look, is I it love Bantu, Star Wars. Is it Bantu language or written in it's something? Not, yeah. not just that, but it's like a, like a grenade detonator? type. Thermal yeah, detonator. there you go. Yeah. yeah. I knew Mike would have my back with what, this. What was that? What would you say, Mike? Uh, thermal detonator, which is what oh, in. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. I would buy that for eight bucks. Yeah, so. That was one of my favorite things that I saw from the preview so far. I really oh. want one of those bottles. Okay, Do you see everybody you... freaking out there because they weren't paying attention to the picture? Oh. The fact that you get the, you know, it's $8, but. 
Okay. You get the cool little the cool right. little uh, Coke to take home. We with you, uh, you know? we have a friend of the show that was um, at Galaxy's Edge, and we got some. Um, he was just talking very highly of it, very highly of it. And one thing that he noticed um, is it okay if I jump ship here and we'll start yeah, wrapping yeah, down ahead. here. Um, the uh, the immense size of it. He was very surprised on how big this was. Um, there's a couple points I want to drive home here with Galaxy's Edge. Number one is um, the 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 residents of Bantu, um, the cast members that live there. Um, this is uh, this was quite an honor for them to get that, and they were and they were very excited to get this this uh, to be able to you know to live there, uh, staying within the, um, the the magic of Disney here, and um, the characters have been absolutely fantastic. So I, I, I want to drive that home. I think this is going to be a different experience for you guys that when you get there, and I don't mean you two, but for the people that are out there that get down there. Um, this is going to be a whole. Uh, they they amped it to a whole new level. When you are a resident of that area, um, also the backstory behind that has been uh, great. And maybe in a future episode here, before it, it drops, you guys, maybe we can sit and do a whole backstory show on Galaxy's Edge. I thought that would be fun. We could sit and talk about Galaxy's Edge like right before it drops, just to um, get some people excited about it. Um, Galaxy's Edge is uh, as it gets closer. I, I've always been very reserved on. Um, my expectations, because I was a little underwhelmed with um, Pandora, because I thought it was very small. I mean, don't get me wrong; is Joe did a great job with it, but I thought it would be bigger. Um, so, so hearing this, the feedback that I'm getting, um, and and especially like with Smuggler's Run and stuff like that, I'm very, very excited to uh, to get in there and experience this land. So, um, and and I think that's one thing that you know going forward that I'm going to have to do is. This is. I'm not going there to ride an attraction. Yeah, I'll I'll do the the um, the smugglers run, or we'll do the um, the rise of the resistance. And what I want to um, you know what I want to drive home is is like I'm I'm there to experience this whole land. That's what's really getting me excited is because they have done such a good job with it, with the little detail and the cast members. And um, you know I'm just uh, I'm getting really stoked about Galaxy's Edge. So I don't know about Mike. Because I know Mike doesn't like Star Wars. I know I like to say that. And then he always perks up and he's like, what? Um, are you getting excited about Galaxy's Edge, man? I'll be excited when I have a date where I'm going okay. down to Disney. All right. Then I'll be excited. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Justin, how about yourself, though? Are you are you getting excited to experience it? I'm going to be there in five weeks. Okay. So I will be, um, yeah, I'll be sitting in Oga's having a, having a blue milk. And I'll be um, maybe trying to, to get on an attraction. We'll see. We'll 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 see what happens. I know that there's not going to be any fast passes, so I, you know, and I'm not a, a, a eight hour queue type of okay. guy. But I'm excited too because we're going down in September. We're going down in October, and we're going down in December and January. So um, I'm excited to see that when we're down there in December, December mm-hmm. that Rise of the Resistance will be open. It's actually opening in. Hollywood Studios before it's opening in Disneyland and it's opening on I love that they did this it's opening on December 5th which for anyone listening is uh, Walt's birthday oh okay so nice. yeah so it's it's opening a little a little happy birthday to uh, to Walt they're opening a brand new attraction there so uh, very 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 cool but uh, it's not opening out in Disneyland until January 17th okay so interesting that they get the land earlier but we get uh, Rise of the Resistance first yeah yeah, I you know I I love that man. I mean Disneyland gets uh gets a lot of love first, you know. So I I, I was really I was actually very surprised that this was going to open up here at Disney World first. So um, very surprised. Hey guys, um listen, great great times talking about this. I loved it. Um, a little bit overdue here is I want to get back into trivia if that's okay with you two, and because uh, I know I, I know. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten a couple messages going. Are you kidding me? When are we going to do this again? Um. So let me go ahead and name off a trivia question, all right? 
In The Little Mermaid, what song does Ursula sing to Ariel? And you can text your answers to... That's the easiest. Be our guest. You can text Be Our Guest to 317-WDW. That's 317-939-3237. While you're doing that, do me a favor. Head over to www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find the links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, some really cool stuff happening on Twitter right now, so you need to make sure to go over and uh, follow us at Podcast Disney. Uh, super easy at Podcast Disney. And uh, also, guys, a couple things you can do. Send us an email to our, our email. It is DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. And finally, least. Wait, is it last but not least? Last but not least. Um, I don't know. Pieces? Make sure to head, pieces? Is it? Pieces. It's last but not least. Yeah, not least but not last. I'll, I'll, I'll join the club on this one. Uh, head over to uh, iTunes, guys. If you really enjoy the show, give us five stars. Uh, put us a little comment on there. really helps us grow the show, and it shows uh, it's a little hug from you guys to us, and we appreciate you. You know, one of the great things about our social media, especially our Facebook pages, we get great pictures every week. But before we do my favorite thing every week, and that would be pictures of the week, let's get a little extra magic from our good friend and family member, Scott Sobel. Castaway, feet in the sand, feet in the sand, literally, literally in the water. You can hear the water in the background. Uh, for those people who don't know the soothing tones that you're hearing right now, what is your name and where are you from? My name is Scott Zobel, and I'm from Royal Oak, Michigan. You know, your kids described it as the Lower Peninsula. Yes, there which are, there I didn't understand. There are two peninsulas in Michigan. There's the one that looks like the hand, uh huh, and then the other one, which is uh, what's it look like? Like a running rabbit. Okay, okay. A hand and a running rabbit. And you're from the running rabbit? No, I'm from the hand. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, first cruise. First uh, cruise. Let's start first day. First you get day. to port. Lots of people. Lots, I mean, lots, lots of, people. of people, right? It can be a bit overwhelming. That's exactly the word I was going to use to describe it. Yeah. Um, outside of overwhelming, once you boarded and you're able to get in your room, did you find you're able to kind of settle in? We settled in, certainly. And, uh, and it's just trying to find your way around yeah. the ship yeah, for yeah. the first time. And, you know, that scavenger hunt uh, detective thing? Yeah. Should have done that first thing. Because you caught you, a ship? You see the, the front, the back, and everywhere in between of the ship uh, hunting down uh, Mickey and his friends. Well, Mike and I were talking earlier about how many times we got lost. And this is my <laughs> 11th cruise, and I still got lost. Because you'll start walking somewhere, and then you go... Wait, what? I was supposed to be like forward, and now I'm aft. You know, like I was supposed yeah. to be here, and now I'm there. How many times have you been lost on this cruise? Several times. Yeah, the four aft thing. I thought I was going aft, and I was actually going four. Yeah. Yeah, that happened multiple times. Yeah, I, I tell you, it's uh, it's been awesome. So once you settled in, though, what's the first time? If it happened, I don't even know if it happened. We haven't even talked about this. What's the first time that it kind of hits you, like, oh, I can breathe and I'm on vacation? Um. I think after the first meal, you know, we finally, like, like Cabanas was, uh, it was a mess. Yeah, like, yeah, to find a seat. So yeah. We found a, found a spot downstairs at uh, Animator's Palette. We were fed, and then we were good to go. Yeah. But after that, everything just kind of settled in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's funny how the first day, and Mike, you, you know this, I mean, what you're talking about, the first day is, like, because you're, you, everyone has this, like, wildebeest, and I'm using this because of the Lion King, you know, coming out. They have that wildebeest, like, 
following the, the herd going through the ship, you know? For sure. But after the first day, everybody kind of settles in to their groove and finds where they're going. Right. Um, Mike, I know, like, we didn't even talk about it earlier when we were talking. Did you, like, when you turned around the second day and you go, oh, okay, there's actually not that many people on board. It doesn't feel that way because everyone goes their separate ways. Right. Yeah, it's amazing how you have that, what you said, that herd, that wild pack on that one day, and then over to the next day, you're like, ah, oh, you have a little breathing room. You're not, you're not, you know, fighting with people or elbowing to get a table and such, and it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely a lot of separation once you get to that Yeah, the day. entire ship, or ship is on the, uh, on the eating schedule right. immediately. Then yeah. everyone's on, uh, there's, you know, interest, take them other places. Yeah. Everyone's dispersed. Um, so, you have your first dinner, and then my favorite thing that has been spending time with you at night you know, I run into your family and, and get to see you guys and do all that. And you're probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. If you don't know Scott personally, you're missing out. You are absolutely missing out because some of the text messages I get sometimes are my favorite thing ever. And has it been a, um, how can I put this? Has it been something new to where at first you thought I'm doing a cruise with 71 people that I've met online, but I've never really met in person. But the weird part was when you meet in person, it's like being with like your college roommates. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. Like there's no icebreaker. That's all, you know, months ago online. Mm-hmm. You, you know people, you know personalities, you know. I mean, the people that are that are here, yeah. you know, they're the active ones. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you, you've already got a sense of how they, how they feel and who they are. And if you already know which questions to kind of ask you yeah. know, because you, you have a feel for who they are. So that's that's been a lot of fun. 71 people, though. I mean, it's just been so many great conversations. I mean, and so many little laughters and smiles and hand waves and all this. And I just want to take this back because um, all of those are because of you three. All those little conversations, all the times I see my kids interact with Dylan's with Jasper over there. Allie's probably with Brindley, you know, doing something with some seashells over there. These are all experiences and, and just moments that never would have, you know, had the opportunity to take place or come together unless you guys took a chance on, on this Disney Dad's family you've created. And that's that's just incredible. I'm really glad I'm wearing sunglasses right now. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> Otherwise, we're just a bunch of guys sitting on a beach crying all together. Right. Um, no, man. It's really it, awkward. Yeah, exactly. No, right. no, no, awkward was this morning when Dan and I were, were trekking through. Yes, the I got to talk our, about this. our little alien jumpsuits. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there will ever be a, a Disney Dad's Podcast Hall of Fame. And if I'm lucky, I, I may, be, yeah. may be enshrined in there someday. But I think my legacy would be probably that moment where thinking I might die and, and this is how they'll find me. <laughs> I immediately thought when I when you told me I'm going to run the 5K. And I see I did the 5K on the first day. And then last night I get this harebrained idea that I'm going to do it again. And then I thought, nope, there's no chance. But then when I hear that you're going to run the 5K in your romper. And the romper was just my outer layer. I, I had my, my escape plan, plan B. Dan doesn't show up with his wrapper, yeah. and, and, and this thing's going in the nearest trash can. You know, um, so I, I had my escape plan, um, but you know, Dan showed up. He had his. He didn't have a layer on underneath, so I, I ran all bundled up as if it was like November in Michigan. See, and that's where a quarter of the way through, you should have took yours off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then ran past him. Right, you know, there was no, that wasn't going to happen. Uh, Dan is a far better athlete than I am, and he was trying to keep up with his boys. 
you know, I was surprised at my time. I thought it was going to be 10 minutes slower considering, you know, how I was feeling. And, you know, I had to stop and kind of walk a little bit here yeah. and there. But I was happy with my, my, my time. So I was uh, considering the elements. I, t- I tell you what, too. I don't know. I don't know if I've told any of you three this story about Dan. On the first day, um, I ran to Jen, his wife, who's she's so cool. She's like got such a great sense of humor. And I told her to tell Dan, I said, tell Dan that one person, the lead guest from every stateroom, has to wear their um, life jacket to the to, <laughs> to the uh, uh, the mustard drill, right? And so she goes back and she tells him, oh, just to make sure to tell me that you have to wear your life jacket, one because you have to be able to show them that you can do it so that you can take care of the rest of the people in the room. And she played along perfectly. And so he went walking down the hall with his life jacket in hand, <laughs> heading to mustard drill. And then he realized no one else had it, so he had to turn around and go put it back in oh his room. Oh, my gosh. That, that is epic. <laughs> And see, you know, see what I mean? None of that would have happened. You know, I don't know. The world would have been, you know, a worse place if that never happened. And it's all happening because you know all these families are here together. Well, and here's the thing: we the, we look at it differently. The three of us say it all the time, and we talk about it. Is we're three guys that love Disney, and we started doing this as you know a passion project. And it, none of this would have happened if it wasn't for you guys. That's it. It's your families, and you know, it's especially. The families that are on board and, and all the people listening, I mean, they go out of their way to spread the most positive Disney uh, stories, pictures of, of really any any group that I can find online. You know, I'm, I'm a member of a lot of groups, but the positivity that you guys do through the page, that's what it's all about, I'm man. sorry, I tuned out for a second. What was that? It's like I'm recording back home. This is it. Mike's looking down at his phone. Jason's doing something, building something with his thing, and then I'm just yapping into the mic. That's it. Um, well, brother, I'll tell you what, man. Um, uh, look, we, we joked around a lot. Um, are you hooked? Would you do I'm another one? I'm uh, one of the first things I'm going to do when I get back on the, the the ship is put down the uh, placeholder for the next one. Yeah. Just like you know, our first trip to Disney World, I was sold almost immediately. We will be back. We're planning on it. We're just trying to. Yeah. figure out when and how and all that but it will happen again it's just it's the best buddy but wait yeah, from, this was like the greatest way to do it too I mean just so many familiar faces and just friendly people and just people you can ask questions to and, and share first time experiences with yeah. people that you already know right and it was great that we got the chance to meet a lot of people in the parks you know the, the yeah. week prior up but man, so many great conversations and so much laughter. It's been awesome. I appreciate it. Well, I've oh, Katie's found a lost child. Oh no, it's my child. How did that happen? I didn't even recognize my own kid. <laughs> I mean, what's in this Bud Light right now? Hold on a second here. What did they do? Yeah, hold on a second. Well, buddy, we want to thank you, man. Uh, I know, you know, Mike, Jason. We all talk. It's you guys. You guys are the, what does this. You, you know, you're the core. And uh, we love you guys, honestly. We do. And we appreciate you. And I can't wait to hang out more. And not just Disney dad stuff. Dude, I can't wait to continue these relationships, you know, for the rest of our lives. And, you know, you all come to Charleston, and we'll go to New York. We'll go to Wis- well, 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 we'll see about yeah, Wisconsin. We'll <laughs> but we'll come visit, man, and, and our families and watching our kids all. Oh, yeah. Um- Brittany and Allie are somehow scheduling a sleepover from Michigan to, to Tennessee. How's <laughs> like, that's going to be an expensive Uber, yeah, brother. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but it, it's uh, in the works, I guess. <laughs> well, I love it, buddy. Man, thanks so much, dude. Thank you. I love having. it, dude. Awesome. awesome.
All right, guys, it was great to hear Scott talking about our Disney cruise, and uh, it's always great. He's a great member of our family, and, uh, you know, we love Scott. But that brings us to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, guys. Well, it's been one of those normal weeks. We finally got back. We're on a normal schedule, and there's been some great photos popping up on our Facebook page the last couple of weeks. Uh, But in the last week since our last show, Justin, tell me, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is going to Christina McSheffrey, and uh, she says, walking around Boston on my lunch break. Boston, great city. That's a good walking city. We did that on our uh, Transatlantic Disney cruise. And she found a hidden Mickey. Look, that is the way to keep it Disney in your life all the time. She's always looking for that little bit of magic, and how much fun is that whenever? And you look, if you're listening right now, you love Disney, and you know you've done it. You've been driving, or you've been walking somewhere, and you've looked up, and you thought, that's a hidden Mickey right there. Uh, she sees a hidden Mickey right there on the ground and posts it and uh, spreads that little bit of Disney love to all the Disney family. So thanks, Christina, for the picture. You are right. That is a hidden Mickey, and you found it. All right. My yeah. pick of the week is going to go to my good friend, Aaron White, who I did not get a chance to see last time. I was a little disappointed, but I think uh, schedules kind of meshed, and we were pretty busy. Um, he's right there at uh, Bantu, and he's got one of those amazing – lightsabers that just uh actually looks like he went full yoda on us but uh dude, it, thing's it, awesome it's awesome dude it's just awesome a uh, price point on those i think was what 199 200 200, 200 yeah. bucks yep. 200 um but they're the real deal man they, they really are uh they're super bright they look really nice and um i'm i'm I, man I, I told my son right away i was like no you're not doing that but man after seeing these pictures come out Guys, I might be dropping another six hundred bucks on the next trip because we might be coming home with three <laughs> of them. So, I don't know. I don't know. But Aaron, you are my pick of the week, man. Thank you. Dude, great pick. And um, I almost got a uh, reservation to make one, mm-hmm. but I got Riley a reservation to make a droid while we're down in October. So we're gonna do the droid this time, and I think I'll wait and do this, the uh, lightsaber in the future because yeah. I was like, I'm, eh. how much did the droids run? Hundred. Ninety nine dollars. Wow, really? Make a droid. Yeah, but they're but they're fully interactive. So okay. and not only are they fully interactive with the remote control and things like that, but they're fully interactive in the land. So as you walk around the land, they'll interact with other droids or they'll interact with certain things in Get the land. Get out of here! Yeah, man. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I love it. So it's a hundred bucks, man. And she wants to make a BB unit. Okay. And they have all the different colors, and it's cool how they go by on like a conveyor belt. All the parts do, like you're at a part depot, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you pick the part. They give you a basket. It says the parts you need in the bottom. And you pick your parts. And then you actually put it together. And then they activate it. And it comes to life. And Oh, I'm going to yeah, do a man. droid. I'll just end up with my kid's lightsaber anyways. So yeah. I'll end up just uh, whatever whatever would, kid I don't like for the week, I'll just take theirs from them. <laughs> would, would you guys do a BB or a R2, um, man. R2 I would unit. do an R2 unit. Oh, R2. Yeah, R2 all day, yeah, every day. I'm diehard R2. 100%. Nice. So. Mike, what's uh, what's your pick this week, buddy? Well, my pick of the week is going to Joey Fields, and two reasons. Absolutely stunning picture. I mean, it's a beautiful. He's got his drink. He's looking over, overlooking Epcot. The sky looks fantastic. And even more important, it's his 40th birthday, and what a better spot to celebrate your birthday in Epcot with a drink in hand overlooking that beautiful sunset. That's how I would love to spend my birthday. So happy birthday to you, and uh, you have my pick of the week. Love it. That's the, that's the place to be right there. Hey, before we go, guys, um, I want to give some love to – uh, our Twitter 
our, our Twitter family. You know, we always talk about our Facebook family, but our Twitter family, there's a couple couple people over there that have been amazing and always interact and are always like fun to talk to. Um, Brent, uh, it's at Brent DCL. Go give him a follow. Loves Disney cruises, loves everything Disney. Uh, Brent's always been super amazing to, to the Disney dads and he's a great part of our family there. I know. And and it's like, Brent, thanks, man. I, you know, I am guilty of not being on Twitter as, Twitter as much. Um, I'm, I'm going to change that because I've been looking at some of your posts, man. They're fantastic. So Brent, thank you so much for, um, you know, supporting the show. It's, uh, that's, that's awesome. I, that's all I can say about it. Um, and Mr. Miyagi, he's, you know, been around for a long time. Great part of our of our family he interacts over there a lot so i want to give them a quick shout out and just say hey guys you know we talk about facebook all the time but we love our our twitter family too so it's it's not just uh not just facebook mr mr miyagi was one of the first people to send us a really nice email when we first started so um he will always uh, i know it sounds corny but he'll always have a special place in my heart because he's always been just uh top notch from the very beginning so mr miyagi my hat's off to you sir there's a reason why we're talking twitter though yeah, I tell you what, you know, we always make these announcements for that are, uh, you know, about the show and about the network and all that on Facebook. We thought this time, you know what, let's make a big announcement on Twitter. And for those of you who have not seen it yet or heard it yet, uh, we are doing a brand new show. We are branching out of the Disney bubble and uh, the Disney Dads Podcast Universal Unleashed show will be beginning uh, right the start of September. So we will be talking everything Universal. It'll show up on the same feed as your Disney Dads podcast, but we're going to be talking everything Universal Studios and uh, everything they have going on over there. Because, listen, a lot of people don't just travel to Central Florida to do Disney. They also do Universal. And uh, there's a lot of great properties over there that now Disney has their hand in. So it's kind of uh, meshing together a little bit. But we're going to keep that show separate. So, look, if you're here just for the Disney side of things, you can stick just with the Disney Dads podcast. Uh, that show is coming to you every Wednesday morning. Um, but if you want to branch out and listen to a little bit Universal, then uh, then you can also check out the Universal Unleashed show as well. And Mike, you're going to be joining me on that show. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, we try and do Universal every couple of years, and uh, we get down there quite a bit. Not as much as we go to Disney, but we enjoy our Universal trips. And uh, I'm kind of experienced in going there. Not as much as you, so I'm I'm can't wait to learn a little bit more also and like you said you know it's a florida vacation it's time with the family and uh hopefully we'll have a little bit of insight and maybe we'll bring you some news as stuff starts to pop up yeah i'm really looking forward to that guys uh disney universal's been on my radar for a long time and i have not been there so what would be the point of me coming on if i have never been there so i am very much excited to listen to you two guys school me on this amazing because look I'm a huge fan of wanting to go there. There's everything about yeah, that place. Yeah. And and Universal has got a lot of stuff being built, guys, and, and stuff in action. And, uh, man, I'm— For I'm, New Fourth Park, man. I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm, I'm excited. So uh, definitely, you know what, guys? Uh, good on you. It warrants a spot here on the uh, Disney Dads podcast and, um, you know, part of the YDF. And I'm really excited about the whole, whole concept. It's going to be fun. It's going to be Universal. How was that? Was that good? Huh? No, oh, no. <laughs> I'm starting to regret this. <laughs> Having second thoughts. Jason, you could do it. You could pull it off. You'd be fine. You guys would be a great match. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys. It's been a lot of fun tonight. Uh, it, it always is great talking Disney with you two. And, and the fact that we all three were down there and we're able to see the uh, changes coming to the, the Disney skyline, I'm really going to say, because most of these show buildings are changing yeah. the Disney skyline mm-hmm. forever. Uh, was really something something great. Uh, give me your give me your closing remarks, there, fellas. 
Yeah, listen, for my closing words, guys, I would like to, um, actually, I would like to read a letter that we got in from one of our listeners, uh, Nate. And, um, you know, you know, we get these letters, uh, you know, and I don't want to say the word fan mail, but we get this, you know, we got people that just want to, um, you know, acknowledge the show and, and, you know, give us some props on how we're doing. But this one, this one's from Nate, and I want to read this to you guys, and uh, I think, I think you'll like the journey we're going to go on, okay? It says, hey, Disney dads. I've said this before in the Facebook group, but I absolutely love the podcast. I listen to it about four or five episodes a day when I'm working. I work uh, in Arizona, and if you haven't heard, um, basically what he's saying here is he works for a company and they have self-driving cars. Okay, for for anonymity, I'm going to uh, leave that out. All right, um, my, my job is to check this out, guys. My job is to sit in the driver's seat and monitor the car as well as the ever-changing traffic conditions. I love the in-depth episodes you guys do, and I always learn something new or get new ideas about Disney vacations, the history of the park, and the little things about the rides and attractions. But really got me hooked on you guys was the fact that you you all have such a love for Disney and, and with each other, and it really comes through when you guys are doing your show. Then you add in the positive outlook and you ha- that you have on the show and, uh, and all the subjects that we talk about. Too many other shows or vlogs get dot, 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 a little negative about Disney Company, and that just breaks my heart. Um, let me do a sidebar there. He's absolutely right, Nate, and I'm glad you picked that up because, look, uh, there's so much negativity, and and, and, and this is something I want to give props to right here. Um, people have mentors in their life, and um, people have friends that are in their life that, um, are, uh, that are mentors to you and that you learn a great thing from. And this is, this is where I want to give Justin some props and um, because he is probably the most positive person that um, I've ever met, and he I, he has such a style in his life that um, has changed my life and for the better. And he always has a different outlook when it comes to positivity and just refuses the negativity. And, you know, when people talk about, you know, people coming into their lives, um, this is this is a guy that has brought a level of, of sunshine into my life that... Um, that can never be, you know, taken away. That's absolutely changed me. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, Nate, that you, you've picked that up. Let me continue the letter. I've grown, I've grown up on Disney. I started going to Disneyland ever since I was little, like four months old. All of our family trips have been to Disneyland resorts, and in '98, I got to go to Walt Disney World for the first time. We were on a tight schedule when only able to do the Magic Kingdom. My brother became a cast member for the cruise line and was on the Magic the first time it went through the Panama Canal and the first time the cruise line was on the West Coast. When he was on the ship that summer, we got to use the cast member perks of getting into the park, and one of those trips I proposed to my wife in front of Snow White's Wishing Well. We planned our honeymoon, and it was on the Disney Magic. I've been on the Magic four different trips, and each time my brother was on there. It's a different experience when you have a family member as a cast, as a character performer, and he is friends with Goofy. It is uh, quite a trip when you start your trip with Goofy tackling your mom in the port terminal, or he runs off with your new bride down the beach on Castaway Cay. What makes Disney special to me and my family is all the crazy trips and adventures we have on, before, during, or after all of our trips. Disney's attention to detail, the storytelling that just keeps the magic alive. It is my happy place. Keep up the amazing work, and I can't wait for the next episode. And this is from our good friend Nate over in Arizona. Nate, brother, thank you for an amazing email. Thank you for um, 
you know, being open and honest and sharing some of your memories. And I know that everybody in Dizzy Dad's family appreciated your email and enjoyed it as much as we did. So there is my closing words. Dude, what a great guy. What an awesome, those, those emails are what makes it just, it's just, I tell you what, Nate, we can't say it enough how much we appreciate people like you. You really are, uh, you really are amazing. And I want one of those self-driving cars because I'm tired of driving around. That would be golden for me. You know how bad that was? That would be, <laughs> yes, it would. It's like a dream it? come true. I don't need to win lotto. Just hook me up with a car. I'd be set. Oh, Mike, what God. about you, buddy? Well, thank you, Nate. That was a very touching email. I like that very much. And uh, listen, guys, thank you. I had a great week. You know what's the best part about this episode being over? That next episode... Justin and I are going to be linked arms, hand in hand, sitting next to each other, recording the next episode. That's going to be incredible. It rarely ever happens. We're in the same place, same time. So, uh, Jason, we'll be looking at you through one camera lens next week. And uh, I can't wait to have my buddy and his family up here. And we get to spend some quality time with our families here in New York. Every time Mike says, try to say something pointy, I'm going to tickle his side. It's going to happen. Wait and see. <laughs> uh, guys, I have a blast every time. I love this Disney family. I love the uh, all the people that have created this family. It's uh, we say it, We've said it a, a thousand times. It's not us. It's you guys that do this. You have decided that you want to be positive. You've decided that you want a positive community. And uh, because of that, that's what this is. It's all about Disney love, Disney passions. And uh, as long as you want to keep taking it that way, we are right along for the ride with you. So thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for being a part of our social medias. And until next time, guys, see you real soon. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always... Keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.